0: encouragement, give hope, and insight so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. As we explore monthly themes, share inspiring stories, and practical tips, our desire is to continue to serve you and new listeners. Do you know we have an email list where you can get a monthly newsletter? In each month, we're offering our newsletter subscribers a Spotify playlist of the month that matches our theme, and also a written monthly prayer. You don't want to miss it. You can help us spread the word about our podcast by sharing it on social media, subscribing, and leaving a review. Amy, Sarah, and I thank you for joining us today. Hello there, it's Carrie M. Holt today, and this month's topic is about fear. The timing of this seems pretty perfect in today's environment. We have been surrounded by fear. Take Heart is the name of this podcast, and we actually took the name from the scripture in John 16.33 that says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Can you just pause the podcast right now for a second and just let that sink into your soul? God has given us peace. Jesus was saying these things to his disciples, and these words echo into our hearts through the ages. In this world, we are going to experience tribulation. But we need to take heart. We need to have courage because Jesus has overcome it all. So this actually sent me on a search for that phrase through the Bible. And we're going to talk about it again later in the podcast. So fear is really a normal reaction, a normal emotion to scary situations. It's an emotion that protects us from doing things that are, well, unsafe I think about the time that I was running, and we have these crazy Canada geese around all these pools of water around in our neighborhoods, and this geese came after me, and I was screaming like a mad person at the goose, telling the goose that I was going to kick its head in. Yeah, not a pretty moment, but I was scared. So I was saying things that I normally maybe wouldn't say, and I was screaming at a goose that couldn't hear me. But we all have fear that we have to deal with on a daily basis. What are some of your greatest fears right now? May I share a few of mine over the years? In the early days of my son's birth, it was just the unknown. Would I be able to handle three boys, three and under? How is this going to affect our other two children, especially those long three months in the hospital in the beginning? A lot of times I fear the future, not being around to care for him. Will he be able to live on his own? A few years ago, my son had um, some issues with his shunt and we ended up being in the hospital for over two weeks. And right around that time, there were a couple other children with the same diagnosis that I knew locally and through social media who had just recently passed away from his condition. And you know what? I was gripped by fear. I felt like, oh, my goodness, we have tempted fate so many times. I don't even believe in fate. But this was my thought process. We've tempted fate so many times that this is going to be it. I have worn out God's patience, I've worn out his mercy, we've worn out his grace, that this is going to be it. This is going to be the time when God's just going to get tired of healing him, and he's going to take him home to be with him. And I had to face those fears. And I can tell you that it was really difficult, and I spent a lot of time crying and being paralyzed by that fear. But some of the things that I had to remind myself, even in that situation, was first of all, that God never runs out of patience or mercy or compassion. Not like we do. We are mortal human beings who run out of patience and mercy and compassion and we fatigue. But God never gets tired. He never gets tired of us coming to him with our fears. So, We are going to experience fear. I know the Bible talks a lot about fear not and do not be afraid and let not your heart be troubled. And those are some of those instances of hearing that phrase take heart over and over in scripture. But it's what we do with the fear do we let it rule us? Do we let it affect our decisions? Matthew 9-2, Jesus sees the man who is paralyzed, and he says, And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. How could he have both faith and, I'm assuming, fear? Jesus told him to take heart. So I don't think that faith necessarily means there's an absence of fear. It's what we're doing with this emotion and how we're acting on it. Dr. Dan Allender from the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology and the Allender Center in his podcast um, called the Allender Center, and it's specifically the episode called Trauma in the Church, recommends these steps when you're faced with fear or traumatic situations. He talks about grounding yourself, not focusing on what's happened in the past or focusing on what might be happening in the future, but only focusing on Being in this space right now, and Amy kind of talked about this last month in the podcast. So maybe it's going outside and going for a walk. Maybe it's looking at the clouds or the trees. But it's just grounding yourself in a way that you're focusing on what is around you. Because a lot of times when we are paralyzed by fear, we're also in shock. The second step that he tells is to breathe, Four or five seconds in, and four or five seconds out. And again, I might be quoting Amy, but I know that she talks a lot about breathing in her social media, and her blog, and in her conversations on the podcast. I know that the only way that I look back and understand just one small way how we got through that really long hospital stay when our son was a baby, where he was fighting for his life, it wasn't because I had great faith but it was because I would focus on that day only. A lot of times when you're in the hospital, at least in our hospital, the nurses will come in and they'll put up the goals for that day. They'll focus on maybe that a test has been ordered like an x-ray or a CT scan or an MRI, or maybe that day's goals is to wean the oxygen down a half a liter. So just focus on right now on what this day is holding. The second way is to focus on the who, who God is. So when I was experiencing that amazing fear several years ago, I think I talked about a little bit, but I had to focus on the fact that in my fears, I began to believe things about God that wasn't true. I began to believe or think that God was tired of rescuing my son from hospital stays because we've had a lot. He's had almost 60 surgeries. And you can imagine that sometimes I feel like we've just worn out God's compassion and healing capabilities. Is he still my Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides? Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals? We can start to convince ourselves that Jesus isn't in control. Here's another instance of the phrase, take heart, and it's in Matthew 14. This is actually when the storm came, and the disciples were in the boat, and the waves were huge, and it was an amazing, huge storm. I think sometimes we have this Sunday school version that the storm was just this little tiny storm, and it wasn't. It was huge. But Jesus began to walk on the water toward them, and the disciples thought he was a ghost. So, of course, they were afraid. Matthew 14, 27 says, Immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. It is I. Do not be afraid. He told them who he was. And then we know this part about Peter getting out of the boat. Sometimes I feel like Peter gets a little bit of a bad reputation. But you know what? He was the only one to get out. And of course, he started to sink when he lost his focus on who Jesus was and who was in control. We definitely become more fearful when we think that we are the ones who are in control. But yet Colossians one seventeen says, And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So I think we have to focus on who he is. Again, he doesn't get tired. He doesn't grow weary. His compassions never fail. His mercies are new every morning. They rain down on us every morning. So in your fears right now, focus on the who. Number three is focus on the next step of obedience, if there is one. Now, you might be thinking, Carrie, you just told me to focus on right now, to focus on the who. This might be eventually. As you reoriented yourself, there might be a next step. Another instance of scripture telling us to take heart is in Mark ten forty nine. So the disciples and Jesus were coming to Jericho and a huge crowd was following them. There was a man who was blind. His name was Bartimaeus. And he was calling out to Jesus, crying out to him. The others rebuked him and told him to stay silent. But Jesus says, call him. The crowd then calls him and they tell him, take heart, get up. He is calling you. And he sprang up. And then Jesus asked him what he wanted him to do for him as in Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus replies, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. Sometimes that next step of obedience is just telling God what we need and want. We have not because we ask not. Sometimes in our fears, God is showing us that it's just a little step of trust. It's saying that prayer, it's telling Jesus what we need We want to feel his presence. We need him to remind us of who he is. I see Bartimaeus in this, and sometimes I feel like that if I was in that situation, how would I have reacted if I would have been there? I probably would have been one of the crowd telling Bartimaeus to be quiet because I was afraid of what Jesus was thinking. There's that fear again. But yet, Once Jesus calls out, the crowd tells Bartimaeus, take heart, have courage. He's calling you. He's asking for you. And I want to tell you right now that God is asking for you to come to him with your fears, with your worries, with your anxieties. Bring them all to him. Ask him for what you need. Mm -hmm. Lastly, in our fears, we should focus on the future. And again, you're going to be saying, what in the world, Carrie? You just told me to focus on right now. You told me to focus on who God is. Now you're telling me to focus on the future. It seems kind of contradictory. But what this is, is this is for those moments outside of the paralyzing fear or trauma that you're going through. Focusing on the future is during the calm times. What it means is realizing that our life is but a vapor, as Ecclesiastes tells us. This has been one of my recent favorite quotes. I read a lot, aloud to my kids a lot in our homeschool journey, and there's a book by S.T. Smith called The Wreck and Rise of and Mariner. It's in a particularly fearful time in the book when one of the characters says to another character, We have to keep loving what's on the other side of this fight, the other side of this rescue, and that will have to make us brave. So my encouragement for you is to focus on the future in the remembrance that God is holding us, that heaven is on the other side, reconciliation, perfect peace, that we have to keep loving what's on the other side. Romans and 2 Corinthians talk to us about our light and momentary troubles. What can make us have this long-term view? What can make us look at our fears as light and momentary? If you remember, Paul talked about this, and his troubles weren't light and momentary. He had a thorn in the flesh that he asked God to remove several times, and God chose not to. We don't know what that was. Maybe we don't know what that was specifically because then we can identify with it. Paul experienced persecution, torture, prison, but he said these light and momentary troubles are light in compared to that eternal way of glory that awaits us. Focusing on the future means having a long-term view, knowing and trusting that God's going to make everything right, whole, and perfect, just like Eden was before the fall. So, What we have to do is keep loving what's on the other side of this fight. I'm not saying your child is a fight, but maybe sometimes they are or your circumstances are. Maybe it's your marriage. The other side of this rescue, we have to keep loving Jesus, and he will give us the courage to face our fears. Lastly, I want to close with some encouragement from John. Let not your hearts be troubled, Believe in God, believe also in me. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Thank you for joining us this week on Take Heart. Our prayer each week is for your heart to be encouraged. We are grateful you're walking on this journey with us. Be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter, just like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. You can go to takeartspecialmoms.com, and we have some amazing resources on there now. We have our seven practices and pitfalls of ad- advocacy on there. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Take Art Special Moms. If you have any questions or comments, follow the links in our show notes. We love hearing from our listeners. Thank you for listening and listen in next week as Sarah talks more about fear.